Cincinnati. Welcome to episode 226 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. My name is Paul Hirons. Ah, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Nathan Palmer. Oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, what more can you say, my son? It's really, we've really hit a bit of a tailspin at the moment, haven't we? And I think me and you are going to have to sit here and try and break down where it's all going wrong. Or just break down. Who knows? Uh, it, it's that. I mean, we're. It, do you know what it is? It's it's just. Oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It's a quarter of the season in, which is pretty, you know, uh, crazy for a start. But it really doesn't feel like the season started at all. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's indicative of the way we're playing. That's indicative of where we are. But it's it's almost like this. Um, we've got to be really careful here because uh, this season might be over before. No, it's not over, obviously. But in terms of playoff aspirations, it might be over before it even starts. You know, it's just the way it's kind of gone off a cliff. Is it's it's a mess, isn't it? Yeah, and I, there's not been a good performance, I don't think, by the team this season. I know that win against the Rams was a good win at home, and we sort of, you know, gutted it out. The defence played well, but certainly, you know, offensively, it really hasn't got going at all at any time. It's been very ugly, and I think now you're sitting here at one and three, and you look down that schedule, and it looks extremely daunting. And I, I, I obviously, the health of Joe Burrow is something that. I don't think it's a quick fix. I'm not sure that the rate we're playing at the moment that the game planning is a quick fix. And all that you've heard this week is people just trying to figure out what is wrong with this team because you've got some great players, you've got coaching continuity, you've got you you know pro bowlers really either side of the ball. Yes, Joe Burrow's got a knock, but you would expect you know you look at his numbers through four games like you said through a quarter of a season and they're not just below par they're pretty downright horrendous you know what some of the worst around the league so ugh, yeah i mean whatever <laughs> stat you that you look at it's just incredible the way yeah. things have turned now we're obviously all hoping that things will turn back the other way which they can do i mean i mentioned it's a quarter of a season in if we can just limp towards the bye week, perhaps with one more win or two more wins even. I mean, frankly, they don't even look look as though they can win two games at the moment, um, even in Arizona. Um, yep, I've said it. I've said it. I, it's going to be tough. You know, these next two games are going to be really tough. 
Uh, the Seahawks sacked Daniel Jones 11 times yesterday. Oh, my. I mean, goodness me, hell's crackers. It, it could be deep trouble for Burrow against the Seahawks um, if they don't sort it out. Whatever stat that you look at, it is just mind-blowingly bad. And... The fact that these stats are mind-blowingly bad after a couple of seasons of, you know, being pretty much top of the league in everything, um, is just really hard to fathom and really hard to understand why. And like you said, I don't think there is a... I mean, the main reason is Borrow's injury, but then that shouldn't affect what's going on on defence, right? That shouldn't affect... Well, maybe it does. Maybe it does. The offensive line play... Um, you know, it does have a knock-on effect. I agree, but that it doesn't it doesn't explain everything away. I don't think. I mean, the Bengals offensively statistically worse than the 2019 Jets offense. Yeah. Can, and you, can the... you can you did you ever think that we would be saying that at the start of the season? No, and if if we'd lost Jamar Chase in the preseason and Burrow was out and you were playing Jake Browning and. Um, you know, you had a couple of injuries on the offensive line and you had a change at the offensive coordinator position. You could maybe look at this and say, oh, yeah, you know, there's obviously some some problems here. But you, you're rolling out. You're rolling out T Higgins. You're rolling out Jamar Chase. You're rolling out, um, you know, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, a revamped offensive line where you've spent money in the offseason. You've got the same coordinator, the same head coach. It's very hard. I know Joe Burrow, obviously, is playing, like we said, with a knock. But I don't. I, there's just no excuse there th- how this offense can be playing like this. If, it's, if the knock is that bad or it's affecting him that much, this coaching staff has to be able to evaluate that and say, look, you know, we're going to put Jake Browning in there. If you say, well, Jake Browning's not good enough, he's not got any experience, all of us, everyone around the league was saying, look, I have this, you know, this, this backup quarterback position is a problem. You know, it's not really... Um, up to where it probably should be. And I think the Bengals, knowing that Joe Burrow had this calf injury, really had to probably put themselves in a better position going into the start of the season. Because now you're really like, you know, every week it's like, well, what do we do? And people, you know, various people around the league, I think a few people um, even on the team were saying, look, we think Joe Burrow should go on IR. They risked him against um, the Rams, got a really good win out of it. But then, you know, he get, takes an absolute pounding against the Titans. You don't know how that's going to impact his recovery. Is it going to, you know, potentially set it back? You don't know. So I just think they've put themselves in a very precarious situation. And with the window being open there, I think maybe you had to go out there and explore a trade or really try and spend a bit of money and look at a guy like a Carson Wentz. Um, but it's hard as us for us as fans because you're not going to get you're not going to get an accurate picture of what Joe Burrow's health is or isn't. You know, exactly, they're not going to. Yeah. They're not going to go out there and, you know, Joe's not going to go out there and say, look, I can barely move. I'm wincing through the pain. I'm on a serious amount of painkillers, injections, whatever, before the game, just to even get me suited up. You know, and Joe Burrow's always going to want to play. He's, you know, he's a leader, a competitor. Every, you know, you look at quarterbacks around the league, they always try and fight through it as the leader of their team. So he's going to want to play. But ultimately, it's up to the coaching staff to say, look, actually, we might be in a better position here with a backup or a quality backup. So maybe we need to make that call, even though it might not be that popular. Because, you know, like you said, son, we're caught way into the season and we're on the verge of, you know, one or two more losses here. And it's curtains. And it's, you know, for what the, all the Bengals, the optimism, the the positivity, the the moves they've made, 
couple of poor decisions here, few few badly called games there, and quite quickly you're slipping away. Oh God, should we just go back off on holiday? Uh, I wish I'd have taken that bloody Viagra pill uh, now that I found on the floor. I didn't uh, read it at all. Um, right, uh, what we're going to do, because I think it's uh, the performance is so bad on Sunday, you, we all know that, you all know that, we're going we're gonna to get out the wheel again. I can tell you now that she's not very happy about having been used twice in the first four games. Um, anyway, let's see what the wheel, the wheel gives us. Oh, bloody hell, you stink. What you been fucking eating? Right. Um, thank you, Wheel. Um, it's stats. I know we've just spoken about stats, but um, Jay Morrison, our pal Jay Morrison, at Jay, and at by Jay Morrison, updated uh, some rankings, positional rankings. Uh, total offence, 32nd in the league. Uh, rush offence, 31st. Uh, pass offense 29th scoring offense 31st now a little bit better on defense total defense 24th rush defense 31st pass defense 14 scoring defense um, uh, 18th and the turnover plus minus is 12t Uh, goodness me every chart that you see the Bengals are down the bottom only offensively, it looks as only the Steelers, the Giants, the Panthers, uh, the Patriots are worse than us, pretty much. Uh, and the Bears, obviously. Um, yeah, the stats don't tell uh, lies, do they, really? Um, it's it's a complete shocker. And, you know, the first game against the Browns, you kind of thought, OK, right, you know, we, we didn't really look ready at all. They're going to get back into it the next game, and they didn't. Better in the second half against the Ravens, but they, you know, still pretty awful in that first half. Third game against the Rams, some definite signs of life. They played well, and defence played well. A lot of intensity, sacks, interceptions, the whole nine yards. Kept Donald relatively quiet, and the the offence looked okay. And then this time, it was just back to the Browns again. They... Obviously, let's be fair, they had a really good first drive. Like you mentioned, a good first quarter, a really good first scripted drive, which is kind of unlike the Bengals, actually. Um, But they started off really nicely, looked really sharp. Um, Running game looked good. Again, the, the screens that we don't like particularly, but they were nicely executed. Everyone carried out their little blocking assignments and... Good chunk yardage on first down was occurring. Everything looked good, and you kind of thought, okay, game on. You know, you know, um, the Titans came back, and you know, it, it looked to be this is going to be a good game. This is going to be a close, tight game, like they have been against the Titans the last few years. So it's like, okay, fine. But then Titans obviously made some adjustments, and we just couldn't live with them after that. They looked up for it. The Titans, this is, they looked completely, uh, you know. The chips on their shoulders were enormous. They played with real intensity. Occasionally, that slipped over into the not very nice. You know, I saw Tier Tart sort of not stamp on someone, but knee. I think it was Ted Karras, um, knee Ted Karras while he was on the ground, almost like a wrestling move. Um, 
you know, there was a few hands to the face and all this and all that. So, you know, occasionally they went over the line. The refs didn't have a particularly good game, I didn't think, and missed some calls. No. But we were absolutely outplayed and absolutely outcoached, I think. And um, uh, I, I don't... It's It's almost like we don't know what to do. We don't... I listened to the um, athletic football podcast with Robert Mays and Nate Tice, and I think they made a a, a good point. This this offense is built around Joe Burrow, right? It's it's he is the absolute focal point to the extent that the game plan and the play calling is absolutely suited and tailored to Joe Burrow and he's the boss basically he sort of dictates a little bit and that's fine because Joe Burrow is a generationally brilliant quarterback right um but what happens when a player where so much is on his shoulders so much is demanded of him and he demands that kind of weight of game plan and play calling and and plays actually what happens when that guy goes down there's no backup plan there's no plan b because you haven't got another guy like joe burrow on the team and i i think we've reached that stage i don't think they know what to do i don't think they have a plan b um which is a bit of an indictment on zach and and the coaching staff who we all love right you know they've got us to two asc championship games uh, you know, in 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 consecutive years, you know, they've done an outstanding job. Um, but it surprised me actually how little they prepared. But and every stat that you see bears out, really. I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, son. But I've, the, the, someone's got to be on the hook for this, haven't they? I mean, and that's that's the thing that I think a lot of people are struggling to wrestle with at the moment. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. where you're pointing your fingers because you know. <clears throat> Are you pointing them at the receivers? Are you saying, well, they're not getting open? Are you saying it's the offensive coordinator? Are you saying it's Zach and he can't scheme around Burrow's injury? Are you saying it's Burrow? Actually, he's just not playing very well. His confidence is shot. He doesn't, you know, he's not seeing the right reads. You know, is it a lack of speed? Is it actually that the tight ends, you know, realistically that, you know, going into the season again, everyone said, oh, look, Irv Smith, you know, he's got an injury history. Is he the guy to rely on here? Well, he's not playing now and you're having to lean on, you know, Drew Sample, Mitchell Wilcox and Tanner Hudson, who with the greatest respect in the world are not really good enough to be starting tight ends in the NFL from a receiving perspective, you know. So there's a lot of things you can point at. It could just be a manifestation of all of them. But ultimately with that talent, on the team you cannot perform like that you just cannot perform like that you know you look at people like the jets with um zach wilson and you know like the arizona who are coming to town uh, well sorry we're going to their town but you know you look at the arizona Cardinals, are like josh dobbs and you know far less weapons than we've got that are making things happen baker mayfield even without mike evans is making things happen he's sorting things out as a veteran around the league and i think you look at this offense and i think you do have to look quite hard at the coaches here because like you said you know they've got to have to go off script a bit they can't have joe burrow dancing around in the pro um in the pocket making you know extending plays using his feet like he always can and all that's basically happened and jeffrey simmons come out and said this from the titans he said we just rushed up the middle forced him out the pocket you know didn't have any any movement and they didn't have an answer for it and it was a yeah. very well to the extent where they just it? started coming off the edge because they knew he wouldn't run up the middle he, he wouldn't you know yeah, he's so yeah. mobile anyway let's uh, we've got more and more stat um bangles pass pro grades uh this tells a bit of a story i thought that the 
Burrow looked under duress pretty much all game. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't a sack, it was pressure all over the place, you know. Orlando Brown, um, 78.2, uh, 5.7% pressure rate allowed. Um, Jonah Williams, 71.8 and 8.6. Uh, Ted Karras, 58.6 pass pro grade. So there's a drop off there. Um, Cordell Volson, 37.6. Another big drop off. He's and been then, struggling, hasn't he, the he last has, couple of yeah. weeks? Yeah. And surprise, most surprisingly, this guy was playing at pretty much Pro Bowl level last year. Alex Kappa, friend of the podcast. Sorry, Alex. 36.4 uh, was his pass pro grade. And um, the pressure rate allowed for Cordell Vorson was again 8.6, 5.7 for Ted Karras, as I mentioned, and again 5.7. So the guards, uh, sorry, the tackles, not awful. But the interior is not, and it was it was completely the opposite way around last year. The interior looked good and solid. Um, Volson was some time to, has had some work to do, but certainly Carrots and Kappa looked two really good veteran signings, and the the tackles really struggled last year. This year, it's kind of the opposite way around. You can't you can't predict these things. What is going on there? But anyway, let's go back to the wheel, shall we? Oh, bloody hell, you stink. What you been fucking eating? Right. Okay, thanks, Will. Um, what we got here? Uh, yes, the coaching staff. I know that we've mentioned it. There's a lot of people. We've got a lot of correspondence tonight, a lot of anger. It's, uh, you know, we are, we are the platform to let go of your anger, and a lot of it has been released, so we'll get to your correspondence. And predictably, a lot of people are already calling for Zach's head, um, you know, demanding and insisting that he gives up his play calling duties. As I say, my big problem with the coaching staff is that they they weren't they didn't get this this team in a position to hit the ground running at the start of the season. They knew that Joe wasn't great in terms of mobility, and they just didn't come up with a game plan to to mitigate that you know it's like you know you know that burrow can't move around and you know that just checking down and doing swing passes and just firing it short is not gonna win you games you know it's not gonna stretch because the teams are just gonna crowd uh the line the box whatever you want to call it and gonna dare you to throw long because they know that you can't throw long because you can't push through your throws on a on a dodgy leg, you know. So I'm surprised that the, the you know, the, yeah, surprised that they didn't get this team ready. And I think Mike Petraglia put on a uh, tweet on on Twitter, obviously, um, saying that he was looking around the um, locker room after the game, and they all looked a bit shell shocked. Shell shocked, you know. No one knew what was happening or why it was happening. And I have to say. It is the coaching staff's job to get these players ready, to get them on the same page, to get them in the right frame of mind, you know. And, you know, as, as I say, you know, for me personally, I'm not having too big a go at Lou or Brian or, or even Zach because, you know, they, they've still got a lot, of, uh, a lot of goodwill in the bank, I think. But 
Bloody hell. I mean, I'm, I'm just surprised, really, that the, the quality of the coaches that we've got and what they've achieved over the past couple of years. I'm just surprised that they just haven't got, you know, because defensively they're, they're not, they're giving up too many chunk plays as well. So, you know, you're looking at defense, and I know that because the offense is just three and out all the time, pretty much the defense is exhausted. So you can, you know, that's a bit of a, a mitigation. And I do think, you know, Maybe it's a case of teams have caught up a little bit and they know how to attack us defensively. Um, but, yeah, man. I agree. I, I, the offence is one of them, isn't it? Because and the, the, the coaching staff, let's start with that. Obviously, they've got us to a Super Bowl, winning some incredible games along the way, and then an AFC title game. We're one and three. You know, it's not good. We've obviously got Joe Burrow. We're suffering. We're playing well below par, even with, you know, a quarterback who's hobbled. I think you have to look at Zach and say, the two things here, I think, you have to look at Zach and say, would we be in this situation one and three right now? And would we have made the AFC title game in the Super Bowl if we had John Harbaugh or Mike Tomlin or Pete Carroll or, you know, Bill Belichick? Would we, would we have got there? Would they have got us there? The answer is probably yes. But then that's almost taking it away from Zach because he's the one who did it. You know, only we can know that he did it. And, you know, the rest is speculation. But the team we've got and the team that's been assembled is a very, very good team. You know, it deserves to really go where it's gone unless we're massively inflating the talent that we've got on this team. Unless Jamar Chase is not a top five receiver actually at all. And T Higgins is actually just a very standard number two receiver or Joe Mixon's a below average running back. You know, unless that's the case, you look at this and as and obviously as fans, we sort of overinflate the quality of our players in some ways, because that's what you do as fans. But the quality is there. And I think if you look at if you look at that, you, you kind of have to say, well, you know, we do need better than this. But you also, I think you've got to give the credit to Zach. He's done the job. You're one and three. It's not good enough. But we were, we had this a bit last season. It was a pretty awful start last year. And they turned it round and they won some really good games. They looked really impressive and they got it right. And I think that people calling for Zach's head now, that's just miles off, miles off base, you know. I sometimes still question, you know, is Zach the full package? As in, not that he's not the full package, because he's clearly, you know, put some incredible results out there. But is he really, you know, one of the top five, ten coaches in the league, one of the top minds that, you know, you think is going to get you over the line to that Super Bowl? Or is he going to hold you back? And I think sometimes it's hard to know that. But based on what he's put on the field and the results we've seen as fans, you know, we're spoiled. We can't just win every single game and just burrow you know, blasting teams away. The Titans are a good team on the road. The Rams actually, I think, look like a pretty good team this uh, this year, and we managed to beat them at home. The Ravens was a three-point loss. Yes, it was a pretty shocking performance against the Browns to kick things off. So it's far from ideal, but you have to back Zach, I think, at this point. You have to. There's no doubt about it in my mind. and You have to back him for a good few more weeks and probably another season because he's earned that, and you've got to give him the chance to get things wrong. But what I will say is if it's as bad as it is at the moment, you know, he's not the coaching staff haven't put this team 
in a position where they're just playing below average. They're playing at a, like you said, record low level, and that's not acceptable, and that has to improve. Because I think with the current situation, no one would be too ashamed if you were one and three, but you know, you had you'd had you know, you'd lost twenty seven, twenty four, and it'd been an end to end game and the Titans had nicked it in a field goal. You know, that is a difficult game away at Tennessee, but it's the fact that it, we just pretty... didn't compete, though. After that first drive, we no. didn't all drive and a half. And we it, didn't and compete. No, and it's it's the play calling is pretty horrible, isn't it? These check downs on third and ten, and you know, even in that first drive, you get down to the two or three yard line. It's been really, really good. You want to see him perhaps be a bit aggressive on the road there. You know, get the get the sort of juices flowing and go for it. If you don't get it, you know, you you know, you pen them in at the three yard line, and you know, I know hindsight's a beautiful thing, but. It's just felt very conservative, sluggish, and a bit frail, frantic, uh, practically. On yeah, offense. I really so, agree. I think that's a really good word. It looks sluggish. It looks lackluster. It looks ragged. It looks yeah. ill-disciplined. And that's something that, you know, this team, this squad, these players have looked so together. Um, and now they look, you know, I won't say miles apart, that's daft, but... You know, they need, they need to kick up the arse as well. But I think yeah. what, as I say, what has surprised me is that seemingly from afar, we don't, again, like you said, we don't know what's going on inside the locker room or what's been going on at all. Um, it looks as though that they haven't, they're not prepared. They weren't prepared for week one and they continue for each game not to be prepared. You know, um, and that's, that's the surprising thing um, for me. Right, should we get back to the wheel? I think... Oh, bloody hell, you stink. What you been fucking eating? Uh, what have you been eating tonight, Nathan? Anything nice? I haven't eaten anything yet, son. I'm uh, waiting to cook myself up something after this. Uh, very good. Um, it is Joe Burrow. Right, I'm going to ask you this question. Is there something else uh, bothering Joe Burrow other than his calf? Possibly. Possibly, yeah. And again, I think teams in the NFL are very cautious in what they let out in terms of how bad someone is and it could be his knee that's flared up but the Bengals won't want to get that information out there because then other teams will scheme around it I mean, they already have you know you can see these teams trying to really hit him and I, I, I think you just put a target on his back with Joe Burrow you know if you see teams know he's a bit knocked they know he's just got the you know the biggest contract in NFL history I think defensive linemen have got an extra reason to go out there and lay a few fingers on yeah, him and maybe point. just yeah. stay in there a bit late so to your point is is there anything else absolutely there could be you know absolutely there could be I th- <laughs> but then if there is he's, he's you can't play him you know that I just think if you're sticking him out there and what the Bengals have done as well which I think is daft is the game plan is exactly as it was at the end of the last season. They throw it about 60, 70% of the time, you know, maybe more in terms of scripted plays. I mean, Joe Mixon had 14 carries against the Titans. Trayvon Williams had one. So you, you're basically saying 15 scheduled run plays. And then you've got, you know, 30, 35 passing plays for Burrow. Now, if he's knocked and, you, you know, you're trying to sort of keep him... Um, you know, upright and you're trying to manage the game. Why are you calling a game like that? So if you're calling a game like that, you've got to say that he is Yeah, okay we're, going back to the, we're going back to the play calling now, aren't we? I agree. No, true, it's, but... it's kind of like, why is there no... 
you know, he doesn't, you know, obviously with his injury, he doesn't like going under, under centre, right? So, he, you know, he can't really physically do that. But even when he's fit, he hates going, going under centre. He much prefers it in the shotgun. So for, that kind of takes away the play action. And that's a weapon, surely, to mix things up. Apparently, he doesn't like, you know, his receivers motioning too much, Um and again, that can be really valuable. If I don't know, I'm you know I'm just a fan. He's Joe Burrow. He's superb. He's brilliant. Um, I don't know. For me, it, the body language looks off to me. Um, he doesn't look happy, and that's probably just because of his leg. And the, he's frustrated because of this stupid injury, this lingering injury. You know, it's not super serious, but it's serious enough to stop him doing the things that he's really good at and the things that elevate him from a bottom 10 quarterback to a top five quarterback it's astonishing what you know something like a dodgy calf can do to your game you know yeah he can just stand there and fling check downs and whatnot but that's not going to win you games yeah and i think that's hard isn't it because how do you how can you rate a, the performance of a player who's playing hurt because you don't know how much pain he's in. You don't know how bad it is. For all we know, it might not be that bad. He's just playing really, really badly. Well, that's or it. it. Could he be, is Or play- it could be horrendous injury. And actually, like, it's outrageous that he could play with that. Most quarterbacks yeah, around the NFL yeah. would just not play, but he's playing. It's very hard with that. I mean, you you see quarterbacks, though, and this is anything I would say to this. Is You know, it's so rich me, you know, sat here on the sofa. Like, if I, you know, pull me hamstring walking to work. But... You know, you've seen quarterbacks around the league. Like you, Philip Rivers played in a playoff game with a torn ACL, um, MCL. Yeah. You know, you've seen quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger always was playing hurt. Patrick yeah, Mahomes. but he's he's an absolute. Yeah, but you, Patrick Mahomes did it in the playoffs, didn't well, he? Well, this is it. And, and Aaron Rodgers played with this dodgy calf and got to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so exactly. I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to say is the game plans and the you know the approach to each game should be perhaps different. To, to help borrow as much as he can, not get him standing in that pocket, waiting for him to you know to throw all the time. You surely you've got to lean on the run game much more, much more. Um, surely oh, you've got I, surely I you've got a handoff to Jamar Chase in the backfield, a la sort of Debo uh, Debo Samuel. Yeah, you know, yeah. you've got to mix it up. You've got to maybe do some trickery. Wickery, you know what I mean? Get yeah, get, get mixing your... throwing it exactly. Yeah, no, you no. know, just things to you know to get the defense off you know off balance you know because at the moment they are very much on balance they know exactly yeah, what yeah, they what yeah. the bengal's can and cannot do and that's trouble but yeah with burrow you know he's he, he's also got to get the ball out quicker i think um if he can so again you know timing is everything uh, it just everything just looks out of sync off they can't move the ball but the body language is really bad Poor old Joe Burrow looks all over the shop. Um, how quick is how quick is this? I mean, this is a hard question, son. But how quick is this fix? Do you think is this something that can you know well, Joe Burrow go- could come out against the Cardinals and throw for three hundred and fifty yards and four touchdowns? Well, and actually, it, the well, light goes you want to say or? yes because we know he's absolutely capable of throwing for five hundred yards and destroying teams. You know what? Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? He's he's obviously got the talent to do that. Um, whether he's in the, I mean, frankly, the past four games, maybe you know he showed signs, good signs against in the second half against the Ravens, as you said, he showed some good stuff against the Rams while still being quite limited. Remember, he re retweaked his calf against 
the uh, the Ravens. So uh, he's perfectly capable of it. But you've got to say he, he's not capable. He's perfectly capable of it if he's fit. But he's not capable of it if he's if he's the same as last week. You know. Uh, so my question is this: What do you do? What do you do? The question that we posed at the start of the season. Would you play a 70% fit, 60 to 70% fit Joe Burrow over a fully fit Jake Browning? That's the question. Because everywhere yeah. that you look in this league, people are saying, what are the Bengals doing? What are they doing? I think the reason why they're keeping him in there and Zach Taylor kind of frowned upon uh, <laughs> Kelsey Conway's perfectly legitimate question about whether Joe Burrow was going to start this weekend in Arizona, and Zach kind of said, well, yeah, strange question. You know, um, it's basically everyone is kind of thinking, guys, just sit him out. But the reason, I think, is because if you go one and four and then one and five, then that's deep trouble, you know. Um, so I think they're still holding on to this idea that Joe might just be able to gut out something, the team can gut out yeah. a win, and they can get to that bye week, take stock, properly maybe change some things properly you know reevaluate and properly rest that um because the interesting thing about joe burrow last week he wasn't on the injury report yeah 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 which says yeah. he's fit to play right yep yep and then when no, you see, agree, and then when you see him play it's like he's not fit to play I think where it with Joe Burrow, just the last thing is that the, what the team has done is they've gone in there and they've just tried to play this sort of, you know, quick passes. But I mean, you, the amount, I mean, you look at the amount of catches that Jamar Chase has, he's got a shed load, you know, but they're all going for like five yards, six yards. Like his average is way below what you're used to seeing with Jamar Chase, where he just rips one off or he beats someone deep. You know, he, the Bengals just, I, I think, are getting a little bit exposed. And a few people have been saying this, you know, around the league and fans, that the fact that their offense isn't necessarily very quick. You know, we lack one of those electric guys that can just blaze down the field and potentially just open things up a bit. As good as Chase is, as good as Higgins is, as good as Tyler Boyd is, Trent Irwin, you don't necessarily have that mental guy that can just, you know, really sort of like, you know, open things up. Joe Mixon, again, he's a big, strong running back. He runs hard. He's not the quickest running back in the league that's just going to cut you open. So I do wonder at times, you know, where defenses can kind of say, look, we're not that worried at the moment about, you know, these guys beating us over the top. You know, we can kind of push up, really sort of, you know, get tight on people. And we, we just see it all coming, little, you know, um, screen passes, little curls, little slants, you know, that the Bengals are trying to just sort of get this sort of seven, eight yards here and there and, you know, get it out of Burrow's hand as quick as possible, avoid the sacks. And it's just very obvious, I think, to to teams. And obviously, again, it goes back to, well, you know, the coaching staff and it goes back to, well, what are you going to do? Because your quarterback, you know, can't run around and extend the play and make things happen. And, you know, he's probably not as comfortable calling plays. And as, as, unflappable as Joe Burrow is, you cannot tell me that when he's playing with a bit of a knock like that, didn't have a preseason, he's playing some really good defences in his first four games, yeah, yeah. you cannot tell me that his confidence is gone. He's not not a human, you know, <laughs> as good as he is. He he will really feel this. You know, he's a really fierce competitor. Yeah, yeah. And when you have four pretty bad games, he wasn't great in the AFC title game, if you go back to that. 
all of a sudden when you've not had a game where you've really tossed it around and you've got that confidence, he's thrown a few picks, I think he'll be feeling it. You know, he's got yeah, people like Jamar Chase, you know, getting a bit aggravated and saying he's open. You know, not really what you want to be seeing. You know, you've got Zach Taylor under duress a bit in the press conferences, looking a bit heated. The team, obviously, will be sitting there banging their heads on the table, knowing how good they are, knowing how good they can be and have been. And I think there will be pressure on Joe Burrow and it will be affecting his confidence. He's not... Like I said, he's not unflappable in that respect. He's a human being. He's he's a young lad, you know, realistically. It will be playing on him. And I think we have to be mindful of that when, um, you know, you're talking about his performance. I think if he came out against the Cardinals and he just came out, you know, in a dome, had a really good game. T Higgins was able to get on the field after that injury, which I think is a toss up at this point. Yeah. But if he was... And they just had a big game and just, you know, Jamar Chase was able to get open. You know, you had a bit of support from, um, you know, maybe a Tyler Boyd, a big game, whatever. You got a good win and he threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns. You got two and three. That might just be enough with another week's rest and then the bye just to propel him forward. Because I think he needs that. I just think he needs a clean game and people to get off his back. Because already now you're getting the memes around the the NFL. Oh, he's got paid and he doesn't care anymore. And the Macaulay Culkin, you know, pictures of him being washed up. Like, it's all, you know, and those things get in people's heads. You know, you can't say they don't. But that can also act as huge motivational... uh, Also true. Also very true. I mean, what they need to do, Nathan, is reach down inside and be fucking pros. Do you know what I'm referring to there? I absolutely do, yeah. Did you see that video I put on our Twitter feed at 2day underscore UK, by the way? Marvin Lewis. There's a bit of film from Marvin Lewis having a go at his team in the dressing room. Proper hairdryer treatment. It was brilliant. I loved that. Anyway, let's get back to the wheel for the final time. Oh, bloody hell, you stink. What you been fucking eating? Um, uh, positives. I want to end on some positives. Obviously, they've been, it's been pretty rough. And I think, first of all, the po- first positive is, yes, we're a quarter of the season through, but we are also only a quarter of the season through, if you see what I mean. There's plenty of time to turn this ship around. It's going to be really difficult. I think it's, you know, the, we talk about Zach and the coaching staff, they've been really good the last two years in tweaking the scheme, changing things around. Uh, but I think this this is their greatest challenge since they've, well, in the past couple of years, let's put it that way. Um, secondly, Brad Robbins, I thought much better. Yeah, true. Much better. True, true, true. Uh, I thought Trey Hendrickson and the pass rush was pretty decent. Uh, they could really do with some, you know, better run defense i have to say that's a bit worrying um but certainly pass rush hubbard miles murphy got his first sack that was great i'd like to see some more from osai uh tackling i mean logan Wilson was a bit was brilliant against the rounds but not so good um and i'm a bit worried about cheeto he's not coverage wise but anyway that's not positive that's negative but yes dj turner's having a good uh rookie season i have to say uh dax hill is having a really good uh uh, first season as a starter. There's plenty of stuff to like out there. I say Jamar Chase is always going to be Jamar Chase. Um, with T out, it's going to be quite interesting. We might see more of Yoshi. That'd be quite interesting. Um, I would also like... And Mixon. You've got to say Mixon. Mixon's had a really good start. Been re- running really hard. 
so the running game is looking okay, pretty good actually. I'd like to see it just feels like Joe Mixon at the moment. I'd like to see a bit more Travion and I'd like to see some more Chase Brown as well. I'd like to see even some more Chris Evans. I think there could be greater variety back there because at the moment it's just Mixon. It feels like it's just Mixon. I, I, and that's I, I fine, just... he's doing well. But I think, you know, if you're going to lean on the run a little bit, which I think they should, they probably won't. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think there needs to be more, more variety. But there there are some positives mixed in there, I think. The, the, the crazy thing with Mixon, I think, in some ways, is that they're paying him a ton of money. I know they restructured his deal, but he really, like, you know, as the cap lies, he's on a lot of money. I give him the boys played well. I think he's been really good this season. I often <laughs> have been critical in the past of Joe Mixon, especially when the team's not winning. He hasn't necessarily turned up and put him on his back. I know he's only got one touchdown and his stats won't you know, blow you away. But I think when he's been given the opportunity, especially when defences are going to be like really up on the line and trying to, you know, get to Joe Burrow, not too afraid about him, you know, pinging 160 yards deep. I think Mixon's been really good. And I, I, I'd almost rather, you know, see them try and lean more on the run rather than just being 70% pass heavy and trying to pretend that the team, you know, and the offence is, you know, is what it usually is. I think you give Joe Mixon 20, 25 carries and you just try and grind that out and try and, you know, change it around a bit because what we're doing now isn't working. You know, you've got healthy running back, you've got a fully fit offensive line that you've invested a lot of money into. Let it cook. Let, you know, you've got to look at people like Frank Pollock that people have been very complimentary of in the past yeah. and say, look, you know, let's trust this guy to, you know, carve up a, an excellent line and running scheme to get things moving. Because I tell you now, if you were ripping off six, seven yard chunks, a 15 yard chunk, all of a sudden it becomes much easier for Joe Burrow to just, you know, pick off those seven or eight yarders and maybe try and catch someone deep that that gets open. So I, I'd be more than up for like really putting the ball on Joe Mixon and saying, look, you know, go out there, son, and, you know, take the ball 20, 25 times. And we're really going to try and ground this out because I don't think it's that smart to be putting Joe Burrow out there and trying to make him throw 30, 40, 50 times like they often try to when he's in this condition. But I, again, you, you don't know his full, the full extent of his condition because, you know, everyone out there, I thought you made a good point about the injury report, son. Everyone out there is saying, look, you know, he's he's hurt, he's bad. But, you know, th they left him in there, didn't they, to the end to try yeah. and get something going. I, th I don't think anyone could believe it. I couldn't believe it. I thought, the, I, I, I honestly, at half time, thought, let's just can it. Like, you're down 24 to 3. It's going to be a hell of an ask away from home to try and win this game. It's certainly possible. But the way that they were playing and the way they've been playing this season, you kind of just felt... Give him the rest of the day off. See what you got in Jake Browning. And that's a good time for Jake Browning, isn't it? To see what you've got in him. When you're down 20, 21 points, they've got the ball. Let Jake Browning have a go and see what you've got. If he plays well in his first game against the Titans and the Bengals look a bit more sprightly, maybe that gives you a reason to say for the next two weeks, let's give Burrow the week off. But they, they ran Burrow to the bitter end. And I, I don't know what that really signifies. Is it Burrow not as bad as we think then? And actually... He's just not playing well and the coaching's not well and it's not necessarily as bad with the injury, you know, or is that just a, you know, Zach's stubborn attempt to try and spark him to life to give him some more reps? I, I don't know, but mm. yeah, certainly an interesting one. It is. Uh, well, thank you very much to the Wheel of Misfortune. Um, maybe we should just call her Misfortune from now on because um, <laughs> I think everybody knows 
what that is. Uh, let's hope we don't have to bring out the wheel again uh, for a while. But uh, who knows with this season, quite frankly. What we are going to do is hear from you. So this is what you have to say. Right, Jamie at Trequart Beast uh, uh, starts thing off and he says, Absolute shite. Uh, Christopher Patterson at Christo two six two one zero one nine eight trips off the tongue, doesn't it? But we can vouch for Christopher. He is a real person and a very nice person indeed. Top geezer. Uh, at least the Steelers lost. Chris said that's the only positive I can think of. Too true. Yeah. Von Blade at Von Blade. I Solid handle. I often commented that our success was down to Joe doing insane things off script and that it wasn't tenable as a long-term solution. The moment he's gimped and relying upon the play calling, Mr. 1 and 15 shows up again. Someone else said it best. Zach is Marvin, but with a better QB. Oh, uh, that's cut deep, but uh, is there there a semblance of truth in all that, do you think? I'm always fascinated with how you grade NFL coaches sometimes compared to certain other sports. Because in English football, it's much bit more like the team's a team, aren't they? One player is, you know, could be your best player, but you don't lean as heavily on them. And that's the hard part with the NFL because you have got an unbelievable, talented quarterback in Joe Burrow. And it's how you sort of weigh up the success of your, you know, your fortunes from the last two years on the coach and on the quarterback? Is it a 50-50 effort? Is Zach coaching a hell of a game and Joe Burrow's playing a hell of a game? Is it 75% Burrow? Is it 75% Zach? I don't think anyone would say that they think that is the case. But It's know, really difficult it's for hard, us to isn't know, it? isn't it? It really I mean, is hard. really is. But I, I think, I think uh, Von uh, Blade sort of says, you know, it kind of, you know, we've... Like your Belichick teams, I know he had, they had, you know, Tom Brady pretty much back there all the time. But whoever came in at running back, whoever came in at wide receiver, they just kept on winning because they had such a cast iron solid scheme. And it doesn't seem to me that we have that, you know. I, I think you have to ask the question if you brought Andy Dalton as, and I'm, I'm not knocking Andy Dalton at all, because he had a fantastic game for the Panthers the other day, and I love Andy Dalton, but I'm just talking about him as a sort of, you know, a veteran around the league that will be in the, you know, at this point in his career, one of the, the lower starters in the league, but still you know, that has that calibre in him. If you rolled out Andy Dalton for the rest of this season, even with Jamar Chase and people that you picked up, uh, you know, early in drafts, where what, what sort of team would we have on our hands here? And I think if you turn around and say, well, you know, we'd be under 500, that's a bit of a concern, isn't it? Because then you are saying, well, you know, the difference between this team being you know, a Super Bowl caliber team and this is literally just on Burrow because yeah, you actually yeah. can't get anything out of but it. But I think that's no, I'm true. Not saying, I think that's I'm not, true. I'm not, I'm not saying with like an Andy Dalton or a Derek Carr or a Baker Mayfield that this team necessarily would ever win a Super Bowl. But you'd like to think with the talent on the, the entire defensive side of the ball and the talent that you've got on offense that with a sort of middle of the road, slightly below middle of the road quarterback, like almost a Ryan Tannehill, that this team would be a playoff team at least. So I don't know. I, it, it's hard to say, isn't it? But that's oh, where you do start yeah. guessing and it, it, it all becomes a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of a headache. But yeah. Anyway, slam dunk, a slam dunk the funk. Solid handle. It's been quite clear from the start of the season that Joe Boy hasn't been 100%. The first two weeks we said hindsight was a good thing. The past two games, 
It's been woefully under par. It's a big risk to play your 55 million a year quarterback. At what point do we stop gambling? Now we'll 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 talk. We'll ask each other that question at the end of this. Yeah. Life changes at Bud is king of beer. Solid handle. This better this better not be who we are this season. The play calling is limited because of Burrow's calf. I know, but if we can't do play action because of it then he needs to be out, and we still need to address the Frank Pollock issue. Interesting. Martin at Dorset Bengal. Look at other teams in similar positions. Tomlin vowing there'll be changes. Belichick pulling Mac Jones. I don't like Mac Jones, do you? He's a bit of a... Anyway. Ravens last year even. The Bengals have known for months about this injury, and the front office and coaches have failed to find any kind of plan B. Via scheme or backup, shambles. I have to uh, say, I think that's a good tweet. I wouldn't go so far as shambles, but I'd go to say I'm surprised that this team and these these front office guys, uh, you know, Duke and his crew, have been doing such a fantastic job in roster building, didn't kind of plan for this really. Because yeah, do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree, and I, I think that you do have to actually stick some some um, some some heat uh, at the front office for how they handled the backup quarterback situation because I think they kind of really like Jake Brown and they want to perhaps elevate him and they think they've got a decent talent on their hands, but he's got no NFL experience and you get an injury like the Joe Burrow has had and you know they're they're bringing in Will Greer Will Greer goes then you you know you get rid of Brandon Allen who was a fairly safe pair of hands and yeah, I think what Martin says about the Ravens is such a good point because they they really with Lamar Jackson out handled it well at the back end of last year they won some good games they pushed us to the very edge away from home with you know there mm. was Tyler Huntley and, yeah, and yeah, Brown yeah. was it you know playing for them so they even went they, even their backup they had to go down to the third string they were still very competitive and schemed for it and had deliberately you know quarterbacks that could almost you know like Huntley who can run around as well and that's that you know plays to yeah, their strength yeah, yeah. is very thought through and I just think the way we've handled this with oh let's get McCarron back from the XFL and it just feels a bit you know a little bit um, desperate and sort of panicked from the Bengals, and I think that's disappointing, really, when you when you've got as much as at stake as we have at the moment. JD Rum Senior, JD Rum Senior, one play calling, and then there was the play calling. Oh, the play calling was really bad. Finally, I think the plays they called were just so vanilla and lacked any kind of imagination that it's clearly a weakness. Um, David W at Stonebender 1388 Solid handle What the hell is a Stonebender? Sounds like a Netflix kind of fantasy series I am Stonebender Um, (laughs) Zach is the reason this team haven't won a chip Yeah but we've won a couple of AFC Norths and an AFC Championship I know you know so I, I don't know uh, truly believe he's holding the team back, says David. They shouldn't be this bad when the staff and players have been together this long. Rob Hill, surely this season... Solid handle. ...in sport, there comes a time when you have to ignore history, previous squad quality, bias, etc., and just believe what your own eyes show you. And my eyes have shown me all season that this offence is poor and we are worse in the secondary. Season not over yet, but it needs fixing fast. Do you, know, do, you know, do you know what I'd say to all of these 
these comments. Yeah. If it was one and five or one and six, I think for sure you'd have to turn around and say, what a shambles. But we have played some difficult teams. You know, we have gone away on the road to the Titans who have been in the playoffs and right there. And one of the, I mean, they were the number one seed only a year or two ago. The Rams, a very good team, I think. The Ravens are excellent and we've ran them very close. And the Browns with Deshaun Watson um, and Nick Chubb, who we played week one, are also a very good team, you know. And we had no preseason with Burrow. I think we just got to see what happens here because yeah, the, the sense at the moment is very aggressive. It's very all oh, the coaching staff's going to people holding people back. And, you, you know, it's one and three. Yeah, I think you yeah. beat you beat the Cardinals, who aren't a great side, probably the easiest team we've played this season. They're playing well, to be fair to them, you know. Um, but realistically, that should be a game that you will wish the Bengals to win. Now, you get to two and three, then you're only one game from the bye, you feel a lot better about the whole season. So I do think we just have to, you know, let things happen. It, it is only four games. Give no, the guys I'm with chance. it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, Andy at Bennett Carew. Uh, Solid handle. Last year it felt like we were a third and fourth quarter side, so going down early wasn't awful. This year we're still going down early and seem to have lost a spark, whether that's players not 100% or play calling. Or we're just more scouted. Now, that's a really good point. I think teams yeah. might have actually cottoned on to us, you know. Yeah. Can we be underdogs again, please? It's a good yeah, question, yeah, Andy. That's a great point. Uh, at Earl of Norks. Solid handle. Four games in. We shouldn't look like this. The first game, we need to get Joe out for a recovery or else he will get some serious damage. Alex Costa. Uh, Alex Costa, 93, you know the offence is bad. When the Dolphins have scored more points in three quarters of a game than the Bengals have in four games. That's incredible. This can't be all because of Joe's calf, right? Yeah, and that, that, you know, that's the question. Is what else is going on here? Um, we, we're tied for the Giants. We haven't scored a first, a first I believe, a, uh, a TD in the first half this year. Um, that's crazy. Uh, Showtime at Barkley nine seven zero. How can how can't we be more explosive as an offense? Q confuses the life at me. BB uh, at Blue Bengals five. A bad day. No identity at the moment. Blame is across the team and coaches. Um, players need to play better and coaches need to scheme better. Failing to to address the tight end and replace P Ryan is hugely hurting us on offense. I I've said it before and I'll say it again. P Ryan is a big loss um i don't know i don't know about that i don't i don't think he is i i, I, I like Massively. i like some rjp ryan i thought he did good for us in certain spots but they're not really running the ball and i i just think that mixon's done all right so far we've barely given travion williams a chance i mean uh, that's true uh, so i just think you know I, I think he would have been maybe offered a little bit more as a strong guy but I'm not sure that's it. I think the tight end absolutely bang on. I, I think you know we we've really that really wasn't some, a smart move uh, for us. And I think the Bengals have pinned their hopes on Foster Moreau, which I think would have been a better move for us. But obviously he had yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that illness, which set them back a bit. But I think what you have to look at as well, it's not just free agency where they could have had a um, a pick. You look at some of the rookie tight ends and how they're playing. Well, you look at Sal, how Sam Laporte is doing. Well, exactly. Bloody and hell. you look at that and you say. Well, you know, Miles Murphy in the first round, you know, fair enough. You know, we got a sack of the weekend, these early days for him. But 
yeah, you do look at that and say, how did we not take a tight end in the first four rounds when we had the situation we had? So that, for me, is a big, big miss um, from the front office. I just want to rattle through these last few questions. Pat me bollocks. Pat me bollocks. Um, lowest scoring team in the NFL. I know Browning isn't great, but come on, with the weapons we have, this is on Zach. Um John Ward at John Ward 31. Hello, John. Everyone keeps saying we're a good team, but we just stink at the moment. I hope it is true. Uh, but we have all believed the hype too much, including the team. He's asking, have we believed the hype too much? If Burrow was not 100%, playing him at less than 100% means we are losing games. Do we not have confidence in Browning? Uh, Nick Crossland and Nick underscore Crossland. Uh, a sitting duck to the blitz, and that was the story of the game in a nutshell. I'm a ZT believer, but I think they're too slow to start leaning more heavily on the run game. Andy, it's, uh, Andy Solskjaer, 99. Your backup QB is 100%. Um, is worse. Sorry. Is your backup QB 100% worse than your starting QB at 60%? Your starting QB gets injured six weeks prior to the season. You know the injury might take a few months to heal properly. Why don't you react at that point? Um, and then Killian at Malloy underscore double zero. Perfect storm of everything going wrong. Burrow not 100%. Teams figuring this out. Lack of creativity. Apparent poor coaching adjustments. Season's not over but need to get to the buy somewhere near 500 Hopefully last night was a wake-up call. Good tweet there. And Chris Roberts at 1066. Chris, Bill Shankly said, Form is temporary, but class is permanent. We have a team of uh, team full of class players, so I hope he's right. Uh, and so do I, Nathan. So do I. Yep, yep, so do I. So the Cardinals then, um, I'm a bit scared about this game because they don't half dig in and give teams a game. I mean, they beat the Cowboys... You know they got beat against, they got well beaten against the 49ers, but they 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 caused them a few problems in patches in that game. They are a scrappy team. They don't, you know, they 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 really do fight, and they can. They look young, and um, yeah, I, I, they're not going to perhaps not even be a winning season team this year, but they're going to run some teams close. And uh, I'm a bit nervous about it, I have to say. Uh, but the question is this, Nathan. You can chip in what you think about the game too, obviously. Are you playing Joe Burrow this weekend? Yeah, I am. Um, I I think you have to. I, I, I just, I think, like I said, I, I would have rolled out uh, Jake Browning in the second half against the Titans to see, give him a chance and to see what you had with him and to see whether it was an upgrade or not. But we didn't. I... I with the I think the season is literally on the line in these two games. You've got to go one and one. You cannot afford to lose both of them. I think you have to play Joe Burrow and you have to just hope that another week to heal his calf means that it gets better, that he's playing better. You you hope that the the scheming is better, that therefore makes him better as well. Otherwise, Browning's got no reps with the starters he didn't have any reps with the starters in the pre-seasons we didn't play any of our starters I just think to go away from home 
in a must-win game with a guy that's never played in the, you know, the proper regular season. I just think you're, you're throwing him to the wolves. I don't think it's a smart move. I think you've just got to go with Burrow. At this stage, if Burrow goes down and, you know, tears his calf in half, well, you know, it, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, the season would have probably been written off if you lose this game anyway and you go down one and four or one and five. So I think you've got no choice. I'm, I'm not that happy about it. It's a really horrible yeah, situation to be in. Um but I think you've got no choice to just keep pounding this forward and see where you end up. I think it's too late to really bring anyone else in at this stage. And we've just got to, you know, go with it. If you can get one on one, you get to the bye, you get that's another month for his calf to heal. We go from there. But I, I don't think you've got any choice. I have flippity flopped on this one all week. Uh, our good friend Jimmy in Japan is adamant that the Bengals should sit Joe Burrow until he's ready. But I, I'm going to go with you. I, I still think he's our best chance of winning, even on one leg. But it comes with a couple of caveats, right? They've got to lean more into the running game. They have to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I know that Joe Boy, you know, chooses, you know, there's a lot of RPO stuff going on. So he, you know, the reason why he's, you know, he's, he's chucking the ball 30, 40 times a game is because he's choosing to, but I want to see more design runs. I think it's crucial that they have to, um, you know, um, uh, get the run game going. They have to. Um, I want to see, like you say, I want to see 20 to 25 carries from Mixon. I want to see another 10 carries from share between Travion and the t- uh, and Chase Brown on and, and Chris Evans. Yeah, whack, whack some deep balls to Yoshivas. You know, just yeah, just, especially just if T's not going. Play. You know, but trouble is he of, can't he can't throw the ball, Nathan. He can't drive yeah. the ball from his standing position because of his leg. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, and I would also say this: if Joe is playing in the same way that he was in the first half against the Ravens and the Titans, then I would say to Zach, do not be afraid to pull him out of that game. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree agree with that. Be strong. Yeah. You know, this is for the good of the team. By all means, start him. You know, get that stick, because he's going to, he's playing pissed off Joe, um, but I want to see his body language a bit better. That's what I'd like to see. A bit more demonstrably vocal. I know that means nothing at the end of the day, but it shows yeah, us fans that there's point. some energy there. Some yep. energy. Get out there with some energy. And um, I know he likes to stay ice cold, calm, and that's fine. But just a little bit of emotion and energy will will tell us fans that he's fucking bang up for this. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I want to see a little bit more energy and body language, a better body language from Joe. But I would also say to Zach, as I said, I want to, I want him, I want him to be strong. And if, if if Joe is playing poorly, then get him out of there, get him out of there, and get Jake Brownie in for for better or worse, because this game is going to be tricky. It is going to be tricky. I've... The Cardinals are going to be up for this, and they're going to stick in there, and they're going to score points against us, and um, we've got to respond by scoring points. That's what we need to I've... do. I've got one last thought on this game, Sam, that is very left of field. Go on. You you're you we... you wanna start. <laughs> a quarterback. Well I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I must be on the depth chart somewhere there. But <laughs> what we're not talking about, and we've banged on about the offense all day, rightfully so, 
What worries me against the Cardinals is they rushed the ball really well so far this season, and you've got a dual threat with Josh Dobbs. Yeah, um, James Conner as well, yeah. Yeah, Conner's running 318 yards from four games, 5.1 a carry. You've got Rondale Moore's ran it a few times from the wide receiver position. So is Marquise Brown. He's had a 29-yard carry. They, They are scheming the running game a lot. You know, James Collins ran it 62 times in four games, 318 yards, 5.1 yard carries, two touchdowns. We're going to have to stop him because we looked, the defense looked a bit, you, you know, you've got to say in that game that they completely capitulated against a pretty weak Titans offense in that second quarter. And, you know, Derek Henry's Derek Henry, but I do think Connor's a tough, strong running back. Dobbs can run. You know, they, they struggled against the run with Lamar Jackson. You read out those stats earlier about, you know, how the defense is performing against the run. The, the Cardinals can run. They'll look at the stats. They'll look at how the Bengals are tackling. And they'll say, look, we'll keep, we'll keep running this at them. And that defense will be tired. You know, they, you said they've been on the field a lot. The offense has, you know, been going three and out more than, you know, nearly more than any team in the NFL. So, you know, you've got to hope that that defense can can stand up and really, you know, make a stand against the Cardinals because if the offense is stopping and starting and not really going at full speed, you've got to back them against Josh Dobbs, who has been decent, but, you know, historically he's not one of the the top quarterbacks in the league. Their weapons at receiver aren't, you know, aren't necessarily absolute superstars. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, the the defense has also got to play better than it did. You know, I've been such an advocate for the defense, but they, they did drop the ball against the Titans and they need to come back and lead from the front, you know, while Joe Burrow isn't playing well. So, yeah, that's that's the sort of the key thing for me as well. All good stuff. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, everyone, to... Uh, thank you, everyone, for getting in touch and sending us messages. I think we've got a club together, hunker down, see this through. Uh, let's hope the, the team can improve. Um, let's hope Joe improves every week sure he will do um but yeah i don't think any of us saw this coming really did we it's such a a shock really and you know that i guess that's the brutal nature of sport one minute you're up one minute you're down so we've got to see this through let's see what happens right we'll be back next week to have a look at the cardinals game hope you have a great weekend everyone thank you so much for listening until we speak next time it's a who day from me and a who day from me cheers guys
And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.